this is gonna be interesting because guys like I normally when I do solo episodes like for me it's hard to kind of just speak straight from my mind mostly because it's like I'm constantly trying to ensure that the thoughts that I try or the ideas that I'm trying to share with you guys make sense and it's not just like me rambling on on process thought um and so like when I think about some of these solo episodes and the things that I want to talk about, oftentimes I will go ahead and write a little script, you know, for myself um, where I pretty much just get all of my thoughts on paper. And it's like my way of just sort of like getting concrete and clear on like what is what is the message, you know, that I'm trying to convey? Like what is the topic and like how does it all sort of make sense? And so for me, like I always used to kind of be a speechwriter and I think like that just habit of like writing down my arguments or my thought process is like kind of my way of like trying to handle all the counterpoints that I think that can come up when I'm talking about a lot of these topics because for me it's like when we're talking about anything tied to spirituality it can definitely be interpreted in many different ways, just depending on where you're at in your life. And as someone that is a part of this community and like because we use language to translate the thoughts that we have in our head into this space, I really like try to take an intentional responsibility in the way that I go about breaking down some of these topics. Because for me, like my goal is not to leave you more confused or more you know, unsure or like having doubt, like, if anything, I'm really just trying to plant seeds, you know, whether or not they take root or not is entirely up to you. But for me, it's like, these are things that have helped me let go, have helped me surrender, have helped me, you know, um, come home to myself in a lot of ways. And for me, it's like, I just want to share with you what I've learned or like the perspectives that I've gained in hopes that maybe, you know, it allows you to sort of like do some reflection and inspire some new thought and inspire just change within yourself. Um, And for this topic, I really wanted to focus on looking within and this whole journey of looking within and how looking within can sort of be this interesting mirror for our experience because I think for a lot of us we walk around in dualism um, which is very much the opposite of what I feel like a spiritual practice is all about which is about falling into oneness falling into unity understanding sort of the synchronicity of our experiences through the moment and I think like just the way that our society is structured, it's easy for a lot of us to sort of get comfortable um, in habitual dualism, you know, where we're kind of just walking around, showing up as like all of these different parts of ourselves. And we constantly are looking for validation, for answers, for just understanding outside of ourselves. When for me, I realized through this process that everything that we're seeking externally um, just shows us a root to our delusions that we're struggling with internally. And so for me, the spiritual practice has really been entirely about looking within and going within 
and really trying to peel back the layers like you probably hear me say that a lot of like peeling back the layers to go back to who you really are like what you really are and so for me in this episode I really wanted to focus on the topic of looking within um, trying to understand you know or give you reference of like what my journey has been like looking within and some of the, just like the tidbits that I have gotten from looking within and as I mentioned you know I did write a small spiel you know kind of on this topic and for me it's just kind of a way to sort of frame my verbal vomit of just like thought around you know coming back to myself and I hope that you know as I go through this that you just take something away there's something that helps you in your journey something that gives you your power back something that sparks curiosity for you um I realize, like in this journey we're all mirrors of each other and um, for me it's like if I can help you help me by working on myself um, if I can be an environment for you where you can kind of see yourself and see a way out to help yourself like that that is like an incredible blessing um, in and of itself so with that being said, like, when I think about looking within, you know, or looking inward, I notice like, there's so many things that we just don't know, you know, like, there's a lot of things that we're just not aware of, um, that the second you become aware of it, it like completely changes your entire way of looking at the world. Uh, so for example, you know, like when you're a kid, there's just like a lot you're not conscious of, like, there's just things you're not really paying attention to. Um, subliminal messages that are happening all around you that you're completely ignorant of or you have this sort of innocence filter that erases all of that stuff it kind of just like goes above and it allows you to really stay focused stay grounded and not really get caught up in all these sort of analytics that happens as we mature but I realized like in our growing up process there's these filters that sort of get placed on how we look at the world, how we engage with the world, how we respond to the world that stops us from living in our fullness, living completely sort of unhinged in the sense of like, we really are not trying to be anything, you know, we're just being in, in the moment who we are, whatever it is that that comes up without attachment to all the things that happen to us in this world and the reactions that we have to it. So I had this question that came up of, do you think your current experience of consciousness is the fullest that it can be? And the reason I asked that is because I used to think, you know, that I was like fully aware and then my awareness has expanded and I'm just kind of like, fuck, like I was a dodo, like I didn't know anything. And, if, you know, if you're one of those people that feels like, you know, maybe your experience of consciousness is not the fullest it can be, you know, how can you sort of begin the process of expanding your awareness? Like, where do you start? You know, it completely took me by surprise when I realized my experience of reality was simplified and that there were sensations that I was not aware of that were happening, but I was somehow closed off to. Again, like, you know, when you're a kid, you don't know any better. And so for me, it's like the worst part of it all was just I wasn't aware that I was closed off to them. Because for me, nobody really talks about expanded awareness. Like nobody is really talking about experiencing the fullness of life, right? Like we just kind of take it for granted that we have this body and like we experience and that's just a given. Um, But nobody had ever really like 
even contemplated what a full experience really looks like or what does it really mean to be fully in your experience and what does that feel like to be fully in your experience as human beings our bodies allow us to sense a variety of energetic frequencies our eyes allow us to sense visual light our ears sound and our skilled and tactile sensations I feel like if you grew up in the West, like me, you know, you learn that we have five senses. Um, But in Eastern philosophies, there's actually six, with the sixth being the mind and thoughts are considered to be the object of the mind. So in the example of like our sight, you know, the visions that we see because of our sight could be viewed as the object of our sight sense. Similarly, the mind, um, the thoughts that we have in our mind are objects of the mind sense. So from the second we pop into existence, like all of our attention is directed outside of ourselves. And from our survival perspective, you know, that makes perfect sense. You know, you kind of need to be aware of what is going on in your surroundings. Otherwise, you're going to die. You know, like obviously, if you're not paying attention, something's going to kill you. Um, But why, you know, focus on the sensations inside your body when the entire world is outside of you? You know, like... Why even bother to pay attention to what your body feels like or what are the subtle sensations that are happening inside when like the things that matter within life and death are typically happening outside of you. But I realized like each of us is a point of focus for the universe. Like each of us is a point of focus in space and time where all of the attention of all of consciousness is like focused directly on that point and that is our experience in addition to that i feel like our society rarely asks us to place our attention inside of ourselves like it's never like you know you go for a job interview and they're like how self-aware are you or like how are you able to sense your prana like or are you really good at breathing like nobody asks you these types of questions you know and like even in school you're not graded on your self-awareness you're not graded on your ability to understand your mental patterns and like how you're thinking and how they're stopping you from being your best self like it's really all about like do you understand this concept Like all of our society is all about concepts, building concepts, understanding concepts and using those concepts to do things. Um, But rarely do we ever take these concepts and question them and try to understand like what do they really represent for us? Why do we use them and what value are they placing in our lives? And so often we take these concepts for like we take them as though they're the Bible, you know, of like how we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to move and how we're supposed to behave. Like a lot of the concepts um, of the world that we learn are very helpful for us as a collective. But when we forget their root origin, it makes it very easy to sort of get caught up in this dualistic nature of just like walking around and responding and not really being um, in a place of awareness, like really deep and true awareness. I feel like most people to some degree have like a very awkward relationship with their bodies. You know, for some of us, the body feels very heavy and numb. You know, maybe you're not happy with your body and like all you see are the flaws and nature's imperfections. You know, I personally used to always struggle with stretch marks. Like for me, they were like the bane of my existence for a very long time. Um, And it kind of like 
was one of the things that I think just stopped me from having a very just open and unconditional relationship with my body, you know, because I had placed all of these conditions on it on like how it was supposed to look and how it was supposed to feel and like what it was supposed to do for me. And when it didn't live up to that, it was kind of just like this appendage that was kind of slowing me down or not really like helping me maximize who I thought I should be. And all of that was rooted in this grasping and aversion and concepts really around beauty and like what a woman's body should look like and how it should be valued. And I think, you know, a lot of that comes back to our culture and the stories that we grow up with. But I think, you know, it's so easy, I think, to fall into a toxic relationship with one's body and with oneself where we start to sort of bucketize or create like sort of like compartmentalize just things about ourselves that we celebrate and things that we shame about ourselves and um, it can just lead to a lot of like suppression of like our emotions of you know the things that we think about of the experiences that we feel and it just creates a very like negative relationship with our bodies and I realized you know when we neglect our bodies our bodies really become an uncomfortable place to be So why pay attention to it when there's like so many things out there that can make you forget you even have one? You know, it's so easy to get distracted and to numb the pains that our bodies trigger in us. Like personally, I don't always get really bad anxiety, but like there are things that will trigger anxiety for me. And last week I had some experiences that were triggering like very 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 bad anxiety to the point where like I would wake up just feeling like super nauseous and just like feeling like I was going to throw up um, even though I had no reason to and everything I wanted was to not be in my body I wanted to be as far away from my body I wanted to avoid all of these uncomfortable feelings that were arising in my body due to this trigger and it was really, really hard to just be in my body. Like I really wanted to escape that. And there's lots of things that you could do to do that. You know, for a lot of people, it's alcohol, you know, it could be pot, it could be anything really. Like there's so many things, whether it be becoming a workaholic even or a gym rat or like all of these things that we do to sort of distract us from the feelings that we feel within us. But then again, it's like also if you're unaware and you don't know that you're like constantly operating in this diminished state, that it's hard to really know that you need to change, you know, like why change something that for you just seems like the norm? You know, if your baseline is a very just uncomfortable, heavy, unenergetic, uninspiring feeling, and that's just what you're used to operating in, it can be really hard to get yourself out of that to even think that it is possible to live another way or that that you should not be feeling the way that you are that there's things that you could be doing to improve your experience um, rather than just suffering mindlessly when I started meditating I never realized it would bring me to this place of liberation or even like expand my consciousness and awareness by a fraction of what it has The main reason I started taking meditation in college was for two reasons. And I've I've mentioned this a few times, you know, one, it was a very easy class to take, you know, you just got to breathe, hard to fail. Um, And two, you know, I figured it was going to be a good opportunity to relax, you know, coming from an Indian background, I was aware of it. But for me, it was kind of just like a 
whatever kind of a tool. It wasn't really something that I had practiced a lot. And so, you know, I was very curious. I was intrigued. I was like, okay, it can help me manage stress. And being an engineering student was very stressful. So I was like, you know what? It's an easy A. It can help me not feel as stressed out with my EECS degree. Why not give it a shot? I didn't really think that meditation was going to be this transformative tool in my life. I didn't really think much of it at that point. I was very, you could say, naive or just like unaware <laughs> um, of what the path, what the what path it would unfold for me. Like I was not expecting it to spark or I would say like trigger a remembrance of a curiosity that I've always had, but neglected for a very long time. Again, because of uncomfortable feelings and just not wanting to be outcasted, all this tra-la-la. At the time, I didn't realize I could expand my awareness. I assumed, you know, that because I was a human being, like everybody else, that I was aware of everything. Like I assumed that my awareness was at its fullest. So I had no reason to doubt or even like wonder that there might be more like obviously I understood that the universe was this vast thing and being um, an incarnation within there are limitations to my ability to understand reality just because of how our bodies are built and what they can sense but I didn't think that like there were sensations that I was just completely unaware of that existed that I could feel that I could tap into that I could grow I didn't know that these were things that I could do. So I didn't know I was missing out on anything. I was just kind of like, meditation, woo-woo, we're going to breathe, fantastic. But how does meditation allow you to look inward? Like, what exactly is it doing, you know, that allows you to sort of move into this space of reflection? It kind of starts off, you know, I think the common thing is like with the breath, right? Like the practice of observing your breath takes all of your attention and focuses it on a single experience, which is the sensation of breath. Now, when I talk about this, I really want you to understand, like, when I think about attention and focus, I think of it as a force, right? Like, like it is an, it's an, like there's effort required to shift your attention and focus and mindfulness and meditation is a practice to sharpen your attention and focus so I really think of it as like a telescope like you are taking all of your awareness and you are pointing it on a single object and focusing on that specific object in this case the sensation of breath When you do this act repeatedly without like breaking your focus or having your mind wander, you are actually practicing how to balance relaxation and focus, ease and effort, which is a very interesting thing because I think a lot of the time in our culture, we're constantly exerting effort, constantly in this like go, 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 action, 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 um, that we fail to recognize what happens when we sort of balance this drive for action with like passiveness like this yin to yang sort of balance and what happens within our in our feelings in our beingness in our experience when we are able to intentionally cultivate a balance between relaxation and effort and what exactly that will trigger in the body in your experience when you're able to do that as the body relaxes you can actually shift your awareness 
either away from the breath to like other parts of your body or you can expand your awareness to encompass the sensations of your body. I really want you to understand the difference between these two because it's so subtle, but it is like two completely different practices um, of like meditation. When you're channeling your awareness on a single area or a single sensation, you're literally only focused on one thing. Your complete awareness is focused on one specific thing. So either it's like you're really focused on your breath. So like the air coming into your lungs, leaving your lungs, or you're focused on like your hip that might be causing you grief um, because it's not balanced or like your low back that's holding a lot of tension because you sit a lot in your day versus an expanded awareness, which is like you are not limiting your attention to just the breath sensation or just the pain in a specific region of the body, but you've really expanded that awareness out to just be include everything that you are experiencing in the moment. So that includes the sounds that you're hearing, the smells that you might be hearing, the temperature changes that you might be sensing on your skin. This includes you know, just feeling like all of the parts of your body. So that might mean you might tap into the sensation of your heartbeat. You might feel your lungs as they're expanding within your body cavity and contracting. You might also at the same time feel that back pain from, you know, sitting on a cushion and not going to the chiropractor. Um, and it's just being aware of all of it at, at the in the moment for what it is, not holding on to the sensation, not like trying to analyze the sensation, but just being aware of everything that you are aware of in a given moment. When I first got into meditation, for me, it was ideally just focusing on my breath because the goal was to get out of my head. You know, I am very much like logical and I think you know, like I, I think I'm a thinker. I, I ponder a lot. I'm contemplating, reflecting. There's lots of thoughts churning. Um, that my goal was to get out of my head. Like I just did not. I wanted space from the thoughts. I wanted distance, um, separation um, between myself and the thoughts that I was having because it felt like I was my thoughts, that I was this sort of chaotic space. Um, and when I focused on my breath, it took my awareness away from my mind and the thinking to a sensation within. And just in doing that, it created this space in my experience that brought about the awareness of the observer. And I call the observer essentially just a perspective of self that we all have been in, but not with full awareness that you are in that state of the observer. Now, in the observer state, it's essentially the state of consciousness where you are aware that you are thinking, that you are aware that you are having the experience. Like there is the awareness of the experience, not the attachment to the experience, but aware. Like you are aware that you are breathing in. You are aware that you are breathing out. And instead of being the breath, you are aware of its rise and fall you're aware of its birth and its death without attachment without judgment without analyzing oh am i breathing good am i not breathing good you are just simply aware that you are breathing okay with this space 
you start to realize that the thought objects that you have, when you have this space, a recognition of the observer, it allows you to recognize that the thought objects that you have are nothing more than just thoughts. They're just experiences. They're just like a tickle that you feel on your back that comes and it goes. You don't need to be attached to it and be like, this is me. It is just something that happens. When you do that, you can start to also expand your awareness to recognize what your reaction is to your thoughts. So say, you know, when I was in college, I was stressing out about engineering. If I had a thought that was like, fuck, I have to study. I have a test tomorrow. Shit, shit, shit. This sucks. I don't want to be in meditation right now because I have to like write my cheat sheets and like all of this extra stuff that I need to do. Plus I have homework for my other class. Like I can observe myself having this rambling of thoughts, but I can also observe the anxiety that those thoughts give me. I can I can observe the fears that are rooted in those thoughts. I can recognize my increase in heart rate due to the panic of shit, I have all this stuff to do. Um, and what is interesting when you recognize like not only how you think, but how you react to how you think, you are given insight into the patterns of your thinking. And from insight, you can then act upon it. You have more awareness of how you are, how you move, you know, what is it that's triggering these issues for you? And where are those triggers deeply rooted? You know, was it because I had all this stress about being an immigrant and the narrative of like, I have to, you know, do really well because my parents are sacrificing so much. And like, what are the stories that I'm playing into that is causing these thoughts that are just thoughts to cause these, you know, emotional reactions within me? When we're used to only operating based on external stimuli, it's easy to identify with your thoughts because in your mind, you're constantly getting involved in them. You know, it's like just me, 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 all the time, all the time. You know, when your body relaxes and you do this, you know, by slowing your breath and like being intentional and just being aware of your breathing and your mind is like focused on a single object, it gives yourself the space for intuition and from that, that is where, you know, the insights and the wisdom can be gained. When you're constantly interacting with the world, your energy is expended on human function and not on expansive awareness. And with a trained mind, you can have both, which is like pretty freaking awesome. The idea is not that, oh, you meditate and you no longer can like function in the world because you're like so freaking zen and like you don't need anybody and like you're good gucci in your little monk cave and like you don't need stuff because that's for fucking bitches basic bitches and you're just like this enlightened baddie and the world can't phase you like that's not really what it's about it's more of like can you be aware of the role that you're playing in the world and the functions that you operate in in the world and not be attached to it and just let it be what it is. Let, let the functions unfold. Let yourself be human, be emotional, be all of it. But can you be aware of what is happening within you as all of this is unfolding without attachment, without judgment, and just giving yourself the space to just be, to just exist? 
When you're able to hold your awareness on a single object for extended periods of time and you're able to, you know, practice shifting it to parts of the body or expanding it out to experience all sensation, you can experience a variety of very interesting states of consciousness. Meeting the observer self was very interesting, not going to lie. Like it was very interesting to have that awareness of like, I can move to this observer state and that the thoughts that I have was not the full picture of my being. But experiencing chi, which some also call prana, was very peculiar. That to me was like the most interesting discovery of my meditation practice thus far. You know, when I was a kid, I had learned a lot about like energy and chakra and like all that stuff. But like, I never really thought that it was something that you actually felt, you know, I thought it was an idea, a concept, you know, like a, I don't know, you know, like folklore, you know, shit the ancients did or whatever. But like us modern apes, we have no luck, you know, and I didn't think that it was something that you actually tap into. I didn't think it was something that actually got blocked. I didn't think it was something that actually needed to be charged. I just thought it was a, you know, an idea, a concept, just, yeah, a thing. Um, But it wasn't like something, it wasn't real, you know, it wasn't like I could point to it. And then I stumbled into it. And, you know, it kind of, my whole experience of meditation really reminds me of something Tang would say in our group meditation, which is when the conditions are right, the experiences emerge. And as the conditions change, so does the experience. I don't really remember like how far along I was in the semester when I started to tap into prana or that life force, you know, the current that is in all of us, that connects all of us. I don't really remember how long it took me to gain that awareness, but it did, it was something that occurred gradually. Uh, and it first started off, you know, yeah, it, it occurred gradually. It occurred gradually. As an electrical engineer, I was intrigued, you know, like I'm all about sitting energy. I was like, this is cool. Like, I want to know more about this. Um, And I know like in class, we'd kind of spoken a bit about like body fields and the electrical networks of the body. But engineering always sort of spoke about these things as though they were like insignificant, not important, didn't really matter, weren't really a part of the grand scheme of things. They were kind of just like, weak forces that didn't really matter um and they just didn't seem that interesting like to the engineers that I was around it was kind of just like oh yeah well you know but I wouldn't really worry about it because it's just not it's not something like that you can actually look into because all of like quantum mechanics and everything falls apart the minute you start to introduce heat into the system which we are obviously warm systems so all of those like laws around all of these sort of subtle energies just don't they don't apply to us it doesn't it doesn't really matter it just breaks down it doesn't work out honestly I just think this is an ignorance of science that they have not yet figured out that the eastern philosophers have more insight into but again it all comes back to sort of this looking inward subjective experience whereas science is very external Um, and likes to remove the subjective experience and make things as objective as possible. 
when I first started to tap into my prana, it first manifested it as sort of this like distinct pressure and tingling sensation like all over my head and my third eye center. It was like almost as though someone was like literally tickling me um, all over my crown and it was just like it would move and change and it was very dynamic and I was just kind of like what is this I was like why why am I feeling this you know why is it only on my head um, why haven't I felt this before and also like can I feel it again you know like is this something is this an experience that I can continue continuously cultivate or is this like a one-time deal you know where it's like I do it one time and I'm never going to experience this again Luckily for me, I would say with each session, not only did the energy grow, but as I got more comfortable building out my practice, moving through these different states of like relaxation and focus, it was easy to sort of drop into feeling the energetic body without it being so much of a hassle per se. Like it wasn't like a party trick. It was something that I could sustainably do and I knew exactly what it was, what I was doing to get me in that state. For me, like my meditation practice has been one of the most interesting teachers of my life because, you know, having expanded consciousness, it's almost like a duh, no shit, you idiot. Like, of course, you know, like, of course there's shit, you know, that's out there that's like super rad and nobody is talking about. It's super cool to tap into. Um, but when you don't know, it's like you're really oblivious that you're missing out, you know, because ignorance is bliss. Like you just don't know any better. You know, like you just don't know what you don't know until you know, you know, like it's just. Yeah. When you start paying attention to like what you think, how you think, what you feel, how you feel. And, you know, just like all the things that are going on in your body, the feelings that arise and how they manifest as this particular sensation and what that sensation is, you realize that there's so much about reality that you are just completely clueless to and that there's so much that you can do to actually improve your experience. Meditation helped me identify what were the areas of my body that needed my attention to help in my own healing? Meditation helped me confront delusions that were clouding my mindset. Meditation grew my capacity for compassion and empathy. Meditation improved my relationship with the self. Meditation helped me stay grounded in every moment, not just when I was practicing meditation. Meditation actually was what inspired me to even pick up yoga. And together, both of them have really helped deepen my body-mind connection, and cultivate more prana. Guys, there are parts of my back today that I'm feeling that I had no idea you could even feel. My hips, my groin, oh my god, like I'm legit speechless at what I am able to experience today. I feel a deepness in each of my muscles like I could almost tell you if I actually knew what every muscle was what exactly it was that I was feeling because I am not a doctor I don't actually know the name of every single muscle group tendon area of fascia bone that I'm feeling in every movement but as I go through my yoga practice it's so clear to me what is being stretched what is activated what is relaxed how am I breathing 
how is like where is holding tension where isn't what do I need to call more awareness to where do I need to place more intention maybe I need to be a little bit kinder to myself in these areas and all of that just deepens my relationship with myself I know exactly what's tight and what I need to do to help it and when I actively meditate you know I can drop into experiences of euphoria bliss peace but it's through that awareness that I can even recognize that these feelings also are happening off of my cushion, that I'm going through experiences of joy off of my cushion in day-to-day experiences, that I am feeling rage in different moments. And what is the subtle things that are triggering subtle you know, amounts of rage in my body? And how does that actually manifest in my body? You know, is there a tightness? Is there a heat? Um... Is there pressure? Is there blockages? Like there's just this deep inner awareness of what is going on. How is it manifesting? How is it transcending? What am I resisting? Um, That allows me to really be in the moment with myself as I'm going through things. The clarity of my focus and attention is tuned and directed. And that allows me to move with intention rather than constantly moving around with like all of this uncertainty and doubt which is honestly very annoying to have to even like carry with you all the time. It's just constantly doubting everything, constantly fearful that something is just not going to go your way or constantly just like, yeah, but what if, yeah, but I'm not sure or I don't really know, like I'm not ready to surrender. I don't want to be vulnerable. I just, mm," you know, and Finally, it's kind of letting all that go and moving with faith, moving with like understanding um, for what everything is and not being so like, oh, it has to be just letting it be. You know, now it's like I really have this ability to see my thoughts for what they are. And even if they're, you know, negative, even if they're anxious, even if they're freaking crazy, they don't bog me down. Not even the annoying ones. You know, it's just like it's a thought cool nice to see it um I can contemplate you know where this is rooted why am I having these thoughts and I can just let it go I don't have to get all consumed in the story and look you might be like holy crap like that's good for you but for me like it's a fucking shit show let me just tell you I am not perfect okay like there are many times where I'll be like okay great like I feel like I I have reached this like nice um place of where I feel like I can just ride the waves and then next thing you know a freaking tsunami takes me down and I'm just like what the fuck everything that I know has gone out the window and I feel like I'm back to square one but the thing about this practice of looking within is like every opportunity every trigger every experience that we have is literally a gate to understand yourself better it's an opportunity a mirror reflecting everything that's inside of you to yourself so that you can like reflect on it you can contemplate it and then you can like find a path for yourself where you're able to have more insight more wisdom and move from a place of clarity rather than just like repeating these cycles over and over and over again you know I really do find that it is hard for me to describe these things you know because I don't think words do justice for what I'm trying to share with you all And I try so hard to use words to explain how a journey of looking inward can be the best gift you can ever give yourself in the world. But it's so hard because I really like words, they just don't, 
they don't translate experience, you know, like they, they paint ideas of concepts for us, but they don't translate experience. By looking within yourself, you get to meet the universe and experience connection with everything. And this is a real experience. It's open to you right now. When I realized the power of meditation, I asked Hang, you know, why more monks don't share their extraordinary experiences? Because maybe that would inspire more people to take an interest. And I learned that sometimes, you know, sharing our experiences can cloud the journey of another. They look at your journey and they think that theirs has to be the exact same. Otherwise, they failed in some way or they hate you for creating a fantasy that they end up chasing. One of the reasons monks aren't out there, you know, knocking on your door is because you have to feel called to a practice of mindfulness for the right intentions. You can spend your whole life meditating and get nowhere, but convince everybody that you're an art hut. Looking inward has to start from a genuine place of curiosity. It's a practice of losing yourself to find yourself. It's an unraveling, peeling off the layers of who you think you are to see who you really are. Sometimes I think maybe this world is this way for a reason. Maybe not everybody wants to be self-reflective in this life. You know, maybe some of us are here really for the carnal pleasures and I get it. I get it. But maybe for others, you know, you're seeking something deeper. Looking inward has freed me up to actively engage with the world without feeling so attached to it. It's a lightness that's hard to describe. A pulse that seems to grow stronger and stronger. The reason I talk about this stuff is not to convert you in any way. I just want to challenge you. I want to challenge your preconceived notions about the world. You know, trigger some curiosity. I get the feeling of like talking about chi and like chakras and all this woo-woo shit. You know, it can sound very out there, but it's free. It is 100% free. It could be crazy, but at least it's free. It is free. Zero dollars costs you not a damn thing. Nobody is gonna, you know, like you don't need, you don't need a guide. You don't even need anything other than you and your mind. All things you already have, everything already in the bag. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need to go anywhere. You don't need to take a class. It's all within you. Everything you need to start this practice is within you and it is free. And, you know, not many things in life is free, but working on yourself is free. Okay, it is free. If there's one thing I want you to take away from today's episode is just to open yourself up to observe your experiences. Just observe them. Observe how you move in the world. Observe how you feel day to day. Observe what are the things that you're thinking about day to day. What are the things that come up for you? What are the things that bother you, that annoy you, that fill you with rage? You know, what are the things that, like, make your heart burst with love? What are the things that just bring you pure inner joy? Just observe them. Observe it. Make a mental note. Be like, okay, hmm, I see. Pay really close attention. Really close attention. And let me know what you find. <laughs> 